0: You're
1: listening to the Joint Practices Podcast.
0: Dad, who am I named after? You're named after my favorite thing in the world, son. Winning.
1: With your host, Sean Lamont. (laughs) People are going to listen to the first 20 seconds and be like, nope, this sucks.
2: (laughs) Steve Knox. No, but I'm going to tell Elijah to go masturbate with maple syrup tonight. Let me know how that goes for you.
0: And Elijah Arnold. You know what I did? I put some fucking honey and sugar around the rim and I drank it like a basic bitch.
1: Are you excited, girl?
0: I'm so excited, girl.
1: Yo! Yeah! Welcome back to the Joint Practices Podcast. This is the podcast for fans, by fans. That's fans like me. I'm your host, Sean Lamont, on Twitter at 11TheGoat. Joining me tonight, my two co-hosts, first, hiding out of his sister's basement, on Twitter at Wrong Elijah, Elijah Arnold. Welcome back. Hello. It's nice to be back. And it's good to see your face again. Plus, it's a good way to stay in shape. And also, out of the purple corner, on the Twitter bird, at the Knox says, Steve. Okay, okay, wrap it up. Yoji Olive Garden Pimp, Super Sticky Steve Knox. Steve, how are you doing? And welcome back. Yeah. Football. Yes. So, i uh, pretty sure the title of this episode is going to be called We're All Losers. The JPP squads go 0-3 this weekend. Always a good time. I remember t- uh, texting the group chat at one point on Sunday being like football sucks today. Everything was going wrong. It was not fun to watch. Some stuff got a little better. Not in the wind columns, but it is what it is till it ain't. We'll get into that and all kinds of good fun stuff on episode 117. But let's go through the league and hit on a few news stories that might tickle us where we pee. Let's start off with Le'Veon Bell is a member of the Kansas City Chiefs because the rich get richer. Thankfully, last week, they were nice enough to release him before we started recording. Just a few days later, Bell signs with the Chiefs. Andy Reid was asked about it, and he said, we're in the business of signing good players. (laughs) Dig on the Jets, maybe? Dig on the rest of the league? I don't know.
2: Yeah, it could be. But the Chiefs luck out here by picking up more running back depth for a million dollars. The old Cam Newton deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, once he left the Jets, why not sign with the Chiefs? Go from the worst team to one of the best. Who cares what you make?
2: And, yeah, I mean, uh, he's still making money from from the Jets too. But yeah, it felt like a, you know, a moot point that he was going to end up playing in Kansas City because what other teams right now could use running back depth that are actually you know viable options to win a Super Bowl.
1: I'm Sean. I'm a fan of the Philadelphia Eagles. We need running backs, but that Super Bowl thing, I don't know what you're speaking of. <clears throat> but, you know, we haven't talked about this on our podcast yet, but the trade deadline is fast approaching. And in the year of COVID and all the fuckery that this year has been, do you think it will be a little harder for teams to move players this year? Because, you know, you're going to bring in guys that are going to have to be tested, go through all that. So you know, there's going to be even more, you know, time before you can get them involved in your building, your playbook, your game plans, all that. With that being said, I would like to play a little game of would you take him on your team? And we're going to start with wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, John Ross, who has requested a trade. Elijah. Would you take him on the Patriots of New England?
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? Can't get much worse. I mean, at least he's fast. That being said, usually the NFL uh, trading deadline is a huge letdown, and I don't think that changes this year. Like, it's always, who gets moved? Who is this? Who is that? And, and just due to, to how it works versus other sports, it's always a letdown. If John Ross is the big name, I'm sorry, John Ross the third is the big name, Who cares?
1: Well, there are reports surfacing that Matt Ryan and Julio Jones might be on the block as Atlanta looks to blow up that team. I would give you pretty much anything you wanted for Julio
0: Jones. If Julio Jones gets traded, I will do the next podcast exclusively in Rhyme. Because there's no way it happens.
2: Well, before the
1: next podcast, no, but... It seems extremely foolish. But (laughs) but
2: just remove their head coach, remove their GM, and you're going to take your best player and a former MVP quarterback and just throw them away just to restart from scratch. Doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense to me.
1: Won't happen. The owner is like 900 years old, so who knows? Arthur Blank is a nice man. He's a nice man. Pretty young in owner years. I kind of hope. That Julio Jones becomes a Philadelphia Eagle because that would be kind of cool. I mean, they could have Alshon, they could have whatever they want. I kind of hope when i Philly
0: so we can get injured as well. Head on down to the basement to go to bed next to my wife. Scarlett Johansson's next to her, but uh, it's not, I don't think (laughs) it's going to (laughs) happen.
1: Hold on, I got to go go check. Yeah, I'll be right back. (laughs) Or maybe not. Or well, definitely and He's like, Julio's going to the Eagles, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
2: that
1: announcement yeah, only them. comes
0: two minutes and 30 seconds from now.
1: Uh, let's see here. The, uh, the Jets aren't trying to win football games anymore, evidently. And it sounds like they're interested in trading Sam Darnold. If they trade Sam Darnold, there needs to be
2: a very, very... Deep investigation into the Jets organization as to whether or not they're tanking, so they can pick Trevor Lawrence. I don't think there's a rule against tanking, is there? There is, and
0: I guess how is it on purpose? Like, <laughs> takes away
2: from all credibility of the league. And so, on top of that, the NFL already has botched an investigation this year, where they gave the Tennessee Titans absolutely zero punishment for what occurred in their franchise. Like literally somebody made a big time boo-boo and it's put your season, you know, in dire straits because now you get one more outbreak and all shit hits the fan, you know? Um, but yeah, what are you, you going to trade Sam Darnold away and sit there and, you know, bum around with Joe Flacco for the rest of the year. It just seems like a tank job.
1: Yep. They're, They're not trying to win football games. It's just that easy. That effort against the Dolphins this past week was... I mean, the best thing that came out of your game was a catch with an ass cheek, so... But it's two a time. I don't understand this either.
2: I don't either. You're in the heat of a playoff race right now. Your team's 500. Fitzpatrick's been playing decent. Fitzpatrick is a, you know, seasoned veteran. He knows what he's doing out there, and... It really comes down to the the rest of the talent on your team. Now you're going to throw a rookie quarterback who's left-handed, by the way, out there. Um, if he's not Steve Young, <laughs> then this probably goes very poor.
0: I think this was probably the plan from week one. And they were just like, you know what? Whatever. Do a, we're going to take the bye week after the bye week. Two is a quarterback. We're one
1: and five. We're... Seven and two. That's what math is. Uh, two I is the guy. saw somebody, <clears throat> somebody tweeted that the Dolphins should trade Fitzpatrick to the Cowboys. And this person went on to say that the Cowboys would walk to a division title with Fitzpatrick.
2: Well, have you seen the rest of the division?
1: <sighs> I don't... I don't care. It, no. <laughs>
2: no. Ryan Fitzpatrick
0: is the same thing he's always been. He comes in, he hucks it up for 3 or 4 games. It goes well. He unbuttons his shirt, he shows his chest hair. He goes on with Aaron Andrews and he makes little jokes about being old and handsome and then it falls apart. It happens every year. Fitzmagic. It's not No one likes magic. Like last time I got excited about magic was watching Tiger King and Joe Exotic. <laughs>
1: So, (laughs) football was played this weekend. Not the best football, but football was played. And I will go ahead and kick it off because I went into a game, the Philadelphia Eagles playing 26 guys that probably don't have jobs if everybody's not hurt. And then they get hurt and even depthier depth guys come into play. I mean, the Eagles are about to start their 18th. Offensive lineman of the year this coming Thursday. So I had low, low expectations. Baltimore comes in and ends up beating them at home. 30-28. to 28. But first of all, Carson and the kids took that number one defense in the league to their limits. They were a two-point conversion away from tying that game. And then who knows? Who knows? Maybe they lose. Whatever. But they were still in it. All the way to the end. And at first, I thought this was going to be one of those, hey, look, the defense is playing well, No, now the offense isn't. First half was ugly. But they got their act together, and Carson was dealing in that second half. That offense was moving with him. Sucks that Miles Sanders had that breakout run again. Second week in a row, he had a big run, but he ended up fumbling it into the end zone for a touchdown. JJ Harsega Whiteside, so now he has a touchdown. Great. They're gonna keep him around forever now. But you know, it was I can't say it wasn't an enjoyable game to watch because even though they've lost the last two games, the last two games have been the funnest games to watch because they've been competitive. They've done things right, they've moved the ball. There are times when you're like, What the hell is the offense doing? And then they get their shit together in the second half. And if they stop getting in these friggin' holes and just, you know, come out of the gates hitting, you know, they might win a game. Again. Yeah. This year. They might win another game this year if they can do that. Or even maybe tie one. Again. Okay. Hey, if they tie another one, they they will clinch the division title with that. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That
0: is absolutely true.
1: Oh, man. I (laughs) bet one downfall in this game I came out of it, I guess, with is, as we all know, linebacker play is atrocious. They have not much at that position, and it's evident every single week. But on the offensive side of the ball, John Hightower has a little case of the drop lately, and I'm kind of hoping he snaps the fuck out of it.
2: That would be nice. It's not good. You don't want to drop it. I mean, for me, it was, you know, real kind of promising, exciting to see the Eagles, you know, continue to shut down the Ravens, you know, late in the second half and be able to fight their way back into this game.
1: But how anticlimactic would that two point conversion like (laughs) Even worse is the excuse after the game that, yeah, we probably should have called a timeout there. We didn't like the look. I mean, you you didn't like
2: the look, but it also didn't look like the guys on the field knew what they were running. Like, you don't... Okay, the Eagles don't attempt a single extra point in that game. You're running two-point conversions. Like, I think Doug has proved time and time again, he's one of the best short yardage goal line coaches, you know, and play callers that there are in the league right now. And that's what they come up with to try and tie the game. Like, did, had they exhausted all of their options to that point?
1: That's that's what his excuse was, was we used all of our red zone plays. So call one of them that worked. They The first, yep. was it the second two-point conversion, the one to Greg Ward, that quick, like, uh, wide receiver screen pick play? Yep. Better run that again, just on the other side of the field, different receivers or something. You know, get creative. Put Jalen Hurts out there, get some freaking motion going one way, all yeah, rolling the other. Imagine they'd Stop, have one of those flip, like throw, kick.
2: Jalen Hurts is there, you know, Carson's in the slot or something like that. Like, you'd A have special to imagine. Part they, two. Yeah, it's just I I I, I couldn't believe it. Like, <laughs> I saw the the read option and I was like. All right, he's going to pull it, and somebody's going to be wide open. And then he just <laughs> runs right behind, uh, what was it, Boston Scott?
1: Yeah, uh, it was like they panicked. So like, yeah. Carson panicked and didn't know what he was like, throw, run, throw, run. Well,
2: like late. It looked to me like he he saw the, the backer dropping on Scott, and then he pulled it thinking that he was going to be able to go outside and didn't see the guy that was outside of him. So it was just kind of like the, he thought he was going to grab the edge and just— barrel it in and instead he just kind of half ran into the defender half ran into his own guy.
1: It didn't end well. But 2020. So
2: yeah, I mean I've I've seen a lot of hate for Carson Wentz this week and it, it just I don't understand it at all. It makes
1: absolutely no sense. What like, more can he do? Like look, and the knock that he's, he's injury with. prone. He's been getting his ass walloped the last 5 weeks. He's got like
2: he's, you know, one starting wide receiver right now on the team. Both of your tight ends, you know, your two top tight ends aren't playing at the end of this game. Your top back's gone. And you still find a way to, you know, Pops. only lose by two points to what a, a team that was presumed to be one of the top two in the AFC. Yep. Like, he's literally, he's doing what Tom Brady was doing at the beginning of his career. Like, Drew Bledsoe goes out, Brady comes in. Who was he throwing the ball to? Big Jack name Wilson guys, and Mike Wazowski. Household names? No. <laughs> he Troy went out there. Troy Brown. Made it. Well, Troy Brown was the only one. <laughs> David Givens. He's a he's a type of quarterback that's going to make whoever's out there, you know, relevant. And I just don't I don't understand why people. Are, oh, because they're got a losing record. It's Carson's fault
1: that's so fucking stupid and I'll end it on this C-Dubs the goat and Travis Fulcom is awesome what a what a find thank you Detroit and Green Bay for giving up on this yeah how the fuck did the Vikings let that guy slip by I don't know but I like it how about them Vikings uh yeah they turns
2: out once again lost this week uh in surprise fashion to the team that hadn't won a game in Atlanta, lose at home 40 to 23. Uh, I started to watch the game and I went to go take a pee and I came back and it was 20 to nothing. And I was like, what the fuck
1: happened? Dude, when they started the game and they took the ball, I was like, oh, okay. So like, who does that anymore? Everybody's the first. You know, Zimmer's trying to put a spark in his offense. Okay. The very and he, and first play. So,
2: so that's what he was going for when they were they're Oh, we're going to take the ball. And I was very confused. Because I was like, nobody ever takes the ball anymore. Everybody defers to the second half. And then you deal with it from there. And then when they came out and I saw what they were lined up in, I was like, oh, they're trying to take a shot deep to Thielen here, try and, you know, rack up some big yards. And so... You get the under route that comes across with a single high safety. Safety drops down to that crossing route, which is exactly what you want to happen in that design. Thielen is ahead of the guy that's covering him. If if Cousins puts that ball on him, it might be a touchdown. If not, it's like a 60-yard play. And for some reason, Cousins looked at it and then decided, oh, no, we'll go to the guy underneath. And And the guy underneath was the guy that wasn't playing on his team. There was
1: five guys around the receiver he was trying to throw it to. Listen.
2: That was the first play of the game. If if you call a shot play, play one of the game, take the shot. If you take the shot and it's intercepted, you can't blame the guy. That's what his read is. It worked out perfectly just the way they wanted to, and... For some dumb reason, he tries to fit in a window that doesn't exist, where he said, oh, yeah, there was a window there, and I thought I could fit it in. Apparently, that window was right by the fucking linebacker's ear hole, which guys aren't going to let that go by. Like, he probably, probably heard like, it coming. Yeah. I mean, Kirk Cousins pretty much pissed the game away. That's the way it went, you know? <laughs> Throw three interceptions in the first half. You're giving Atlanta, you know, short field after short field after short field Against you know a young secondary that you know can't seem to pull their head out of their ass. I mean the game was over before it even started. Really, I mean I can't. One of those. It's just and it's it's weird too because it 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 felt like a game where you missed Dalvin Cook and I didn't think that was going to happen just because of the way Atlanta had played up until this point. But they like between Alexander Madison and Mike Boone they couldn't do any of the things they wanted to do with the running backs uh, in this game at all. And obviously, not
1: find any holes. Yeah.
2: And and being down 20 nothing, difficult to run the ball, you know, as much as you would like. But yeah, they they missed missed Delvin Cook hard. Um, The offensive line wasn't unbelievably awful. Uh, Ezra Cleveland made his first start at guard. It basically looked like Drew Samiya. So I guess it didn't, if it doesn't get worse, then whatever. You kind (laughs) of carry on, I guess, until either Samia's healthy or Cleveland has an awful game, but you know, there wasn't like, I didn't feel like there was pressure coming from the same spot every single time, so <laughs> that's at least some sort of improvement um, the defense <laughs> just can't fucking get any pressure it's it's brutal you know, with the Ngakwe signing, like, you start to get real excited, but without Daniil Hunter there and obviously Anthony Barr not around it makes it difficult for you to call any blitzes because you can't trust your corners to actually do their fucking job. Yeah, it's uh, it's a very, very much so every tooling year for the Vikings. And, well, the record hasn't been good, but at least you're getting these guys some uh, some experience. But yeah, that sucks to, to lose one at home to a team that hadn't won a game yet and was playing with an interim coach, which begs the question that I've seen on
1: Twitter. For the last few days, should Mike Zimmer be fired? Oh, Jesus, get out of here. No. <laughs> you can't blame Mike Zimmer for the quarterback he was given. He's got to play with the guys that are given to him. And a guy that he's on record of saying he told Spielman not to sign him. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: But it was, it, I mean, it's not because he didn't like the player. It was because he didn't want to spend the money. Everything, I mean, you look at what they've done with the guys that they've had since Zimmer's been there. There's not really, you know, any great quarterbacks they've ever had. So he's always thought that, you know, get a serviceable quarterback and we'll spend money in other areas to make this team better. And so it's, yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know. It's like a and now whole, they're just a whole waiting for trade at this point. You're looking at, you know, head coach, GM, quarterback situation. They feel like a package deal. <laughs> I don't know if you could hoodwink somebody into taking Cousins' deal at this point, but right now it doesn't seem to make a whole lot of sense because you don't have a maybe guy to Washington back him up. would, maybe maybe Washington would. <laughs> you never know. Dan Snyder might take his boy back, but uh, yeah. I think
1: Cousins would retire instantly.
2: <laughs> well, see, and here's the thing: is you've seen some quarterbacks over the last couple of weeks get pulled after poor starts. Baker Mayfield this past week. Um AA Ron Rodgers. And they just don't have that guy. You're gonna throw Sean Manning in there? <laughs> Jesus. They're gonna call up Jake Browning from the practice squad? Like, you don't you don't have a contingency plan here. <laughs> I'll trade you Jalen Hurts for a first. <laughs> he was drafted in the second. Shh. <laughs> But, I mean, yeah, this is... First for Sam Bradford. This, yeah, well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Apparently,
1: uh... Howie's going Howie, to call Howie and be Howie like, I got a deal for you. <laughs> so,
2: uh, Howie's got some dirt on uh, on uh Spielman for sure. <laughs> yeah, this, I... I It just doesn't make any sense because you need to have at least a plan, you know, in the backup quarterback position just in case something like this comes along. You just got to get the guy out of there. Like, Obviously, something's going on in his head where he's just overthinking everything. And sometimes you just need, you know, some sort of a break.
0: Um, yeah, you need like a Brian Hoyer type, someone that can come in, run the offense, and really take over.
1: <laughs> 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 well, there's a transition for you. The New England Patriots finally play a football game. Did they? Didn't even win it. Did Can't they? even win. <laughs> Did they? They faked all those COVID tests so they could get Cam Newton back. Or so the conspiracy theorists tell me. And then and they lost to Drew Locke? Question mark? So... Like, do you guys want to keep talking about football or... <laughs> hey, Steve, isn't this great? Watching Patriots fans have to go through this for a change? <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, I. I don't even remember the last time that they were third in the division. <laughs> this is the first time. I don't think the year started with two. I think this is the first time since like 2006 that they've been below 500 this late in the season. Sure. That sounds right. It's All been right. a long time. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Been the a year. while.
0: Yeah. Stained. Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, the o- offensive offensive line. Great. The offensive line was bad. They got hurt more. Uh, also, they got COVID, so that's cool. Um, with that, Cam Newton would hike the ball, and then he'd just run around for a minute, and he'd get sacked, or he'd fumble it, or maybe he'd throw a great pass. But most of the time, it was sacked or fumbled. Um, I don't mean to bring family members in on the podcast without their permission, but my mom said this like this:
1: "Jesus fucking Christ."
0: It was really, really uh, bad to watch the game as a whole. Like, that wasn't a fun game to watch. Anyone sign up to watch a team win with six field goals? Six of them. Just every time, straight down the middle. Like, (laughs) all right, he's going to kick another field goal. We still have a chance to win because those were only worth three points last time I checked, and we still lost. He, they, they scored zero touchdowns, and we still lost, like, comfortably. Like, it wasn't even that close. At the end, it was like, oh, maybe they'll pull it out. But we lost to six field goals, like, easily. It's just like, all right, I guess he'll just line it up, and he's going to kick a field goal that's worth three points, and then we'll screw it up, and they'll probably kick one of those again. Uh, some positives. Jake Bailey. A couple great punts.
1: Just
0: <laughs> Solid. <laughs> He had won (laughs) 60 yards. That was good from Stanford. He's probably wicked smart. Um, All three phases of the ball. All three phases of balls. You know, I think when Cam Newton came over, this is what we signed up for, right? So when he's good, he's Superman. You know, with the wind at his back. I'm Lois Lane. Uh, But when he's bad, it's awful. And I feel so ashamed. I snapped. Like, who's that dude?
2: Like. I don't even know his name. Yeah i I was Chuck. really. I mean I, I I think with the Patriots' deficiencies have a lot to do with uh not practicing over the last two weeks. With, th- where they had two practices
0: over two weeks. If I'm being fair about it, that's probably true. But I was
2: being angry about it. Oh, I know. I'm. I'm just saying. And, obviously, Cam being away from the team had tremendous effects on just the rhythm that he was in early on in the season. Uh, His reads were terrible. He missed many open receivers. Like, did not attempt to throw the ball to the open receivers. And then, when he did make attempts, and especially in that the last play of the game offensively for the Patriots, like, just just a bad throw. So... It's uh, it's weird because he looked real good early on. Gets gets the coronavirus and now struggle, 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 bus.
1: Struggling weekend for our teams and I don't like it one bit. It's all time for us to get a win this week, though. Steve, at least the Vikings can't lose this week, my friend. Hey, you know what? Just play the fucking sound.
2: Studs and Duds, Studs and Duds,
1: it's all time for Studs and Duds. Studs and Duds, week six on the Joint Practices Podcast. I felt like the uh, teacher from Finding Nemo there. Oh, <laughs> uh, here we go. Studs and Duds, Elijah, Arnold, Stud.
0: Uh, Derek Henry, he's big and he runs and then he punishes other men.
1: And uh, it's pretty cool. Okay. About Derrick Henry here for a second. How is this the guy that everybody said was too big? He was too fat. He can't run fast. Here's the thing. He has a 90-plus yard touchdown every year, it feels like.
2: Here's the better statistic. But he's also older, and that
0: was right for a long time. Like, he's not young. Like, this is This is new. And he's, he's had long touchdowns, but that doesn't mean he's that good. I mean, some people have
1: had long touchdowns. Nobody has 90-plus yard touchdowns every single year. It seems like every year he's making one of these ridiculous plays.
2: So, in this game this week, 212 yards, two rushing touchdowns. Since 2018, there have been six 200-yard rushing games. He was five. Derrick Henry has three. <laughs>
1: Who are the other two? Chuck Norris? Well, there's three more other games. Jarek Jenry and Derek Denry. (laughs) Uh, I'll hit you up with a uh, stud first here. Homer pick. I'm taking Carson Wentz. And I'm taking Carson Wentz because he went 21 of 40 for 213 yards, two touchdowns, no picks. 49 rushing yards and a rushing touchdown. The reason... Why Carson Wentz is a stud this week is because he did it with a bunch of rookies and practice squad guys again against the top defense in the league. Hell of a performance. I'm going to give him a stud this week.
2: Uh, Stud, 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 stud. Uh, How about Kenyon Drake on Monday night? Just, uh, Just a couple of carries. You know hand them the ball 20 times, 164 yards, two touchdowns. And in a moment when you're trying to kill the clock and you're just like running plays up the gut, just trying to be like, we're just trying to ice the game away because we're up 31 to 10. And he busts right up the middle for a 69-yard touchdown. All right. My
0: favorite part was how he had like, I can't subtract math, but he had like 80 yards through 19 carries. And then he had a lot more through 20 carries. <laughs> yeah, and that makes you a stud.
1: Stud number two, 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 two.
0: Uh, Ryan Tannehill, he just kind of wins. And like when he plays for Tennessee, he's pretty good at it. When he played for other teams, he wasn't as good at it. But if you look at the stats like last week and then weeks before that, like he's been as good as anyone at all. Like Mahomes, Lamar. Uh me, like he's been good at it. Playing quarterback. All right.
1: My last stud is gonna go out to the soupy one because Justin Jefferson, with his eleven catches, a hundred and sixty-six yards, and two touchdowns, and his long was forty-nine yards. The rookie is literally filling Stephon Diggs' shoes. Usually they say, you know. What guys will fill his shoes when, you know, a big-name player leaves? You know, everybody's going to have a, a job to do what he did. No, this guy's doing it all by himself, filling those big shoes. He's
2: yeah, he now has the second most receiving yards by a rookie since 1970 in a season through Week 6. So, And uh, one of the top-rated wide receivers in the league, according to Pro Football Focus speaking of good wide receivers and ones that uh helped the Atlanta Falcons to their first victory of the year my second stud goes to Julio Jones uh eight receptions 137 yards and two catches that ended in him standing in the end zone so uh i don't i don't know if you know this but he's a pretty tough guy to cover first off very physical and when you're putting pin-needle fucking rookies on him, things aren't going to end well for you.
1: It's time for the dud, 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 Which duds. leads me to my dud.
2: <laughs> Cameron Dantzler covering Julio Jones, and he did a very bad job at it. <laughs> Julio pretty much beat him off the line. He beat him at the route-breaking raki- uh, route points. And he beat him at the, you know, catch points, like, all three things that really matter. Um, and I'll go back to the Seattle game where DK Metcalf catches a touchdown pass, and the <laughs> camera zooms on Harrison Smith, and he says, "Cam, cover your fucking guy."
1: No good, no good. We're gonna talk about some duds, 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 duds. I'm gonna hit you up with a dud. And it's called the Dallas. Cowboys, because when Dak went out hurt, apparently so did all the talent on the roster that was left because Zeke is coughing up the ball. That game, he's got, what, six fumbles on the year or something like that? That's too many. It's funny, too, because in a pregame interview, he said he's not going to fumble again all year, and then he goes out and fumbles twice. (laughs) Whoops. Yeah, you
2: got to be in your own noodle for that stuff to happen, but... You think about them losing three starting linemen going into this game, and then Zach Martin
1: gets hurt in the game. Like, oh, yes. I heard Brian Greasy blowing Dallas the whole game. Oh, poor no, no, Dallas no, no. It has it three guys doesn't have anything to do with the, broad, the
2: broadcast. I'm like, I'm, I'm not listening to the broadcast. But for them to – like, if you look at what Andy Dalton did last week when he actually had people in front of him that could protect him versus – this week, where they were shit out of luck, you're you're trotting Tony Pollard out there because Zeke can't hold onto to the ball, obviously, that just means let's bring pressure because either you know we're gonna let Pollard beat us or we're gonna sack or make Andy Dalton throw the ball away uh yeah, it's not not good, and there are reports now some players coming out. Talking about Mike McCarthy and his coaching staff, saying that they're not, you know, they're not ready. The game plan's not ready. The game plan's not good. Like, <laughs> I miss said, Mike McCarthy Green what Green Bay. <laughs> Bring him back.
1: Don't say that. He'll end up in purple.
2: i uh, no, no, no. <laughs> I will write a very angry note to Mister <gasps> Wilf if that ever happens. E dot sprayer. Uh.
0: Aa Ron discount double check had a real rough game, and I know this because he's on my fantasy team, and I had to overcome his failings, uh, which I did, and I won. Uh, not in the fantasy football league with you guys, but in the other one. Uh, he looked really bad after his little fake uh, dance hip thrust as Hingle McCringleberry uh, <laughs> in the end zone. <laughs> Uh, And I didn't get it at the time. I honestly didn't. I didn't. I'd like. uh, uh, I've watched uh, Keen Peel a lot. I didn't get the reference in real time. And then the Internet was like, hey, it's Hinkle McCringleberry. And then he was terrible. And it serves him right. Because no white guy should dance like that after scoring a touchdown. Just go back to the bench. Just just act. He's 35, 36. Act like you've done it before. Like you've scored how many touchdowns in the NFL and you're pretending to to hip thrust on the side? Oh, I I just, I wasn't a fan of it. And when he was punished by uh, the defense, I I liked it a lot. I took pleasure in it.
2: For him to throw a pick six and then to almost throw a pick six again on the next possession, I was just like, oh my God. It's amazing. It's the first time that the Packers have just looked like Dog shit uh all year. Incredible.
0: When you are an NFL MVP, former NFL MVP, and a wide receiver has to come give you a hug and tell you it's okay, maybe it's not going so great. Maybe you don't dance anymore. Maybe Danica Patrick was
2: the best you were gonna do. Like <laughs> he's looking for that Rogers rate. My second dud was Stefan Diggs. I thought he only pouted and threw a fit on the sideline in Minnesota. And that's why he left. And then I don't it's probably just the rain in Buffalo this this uh this past Monday that made him get all grumpy, but six catches, forty six yards, touchdown. Bills lose their second game in a row, so the <laughs> grass isn't always greener with another guy, right? As <laughs> I would
1: say. There's a guy that writes for another Eagles blog. Uh, Philly Sports Network, I think that's what it's called. He tweeted, I don't know what Steph, because he just saw a tweet about Diggs. He said, I don't know what Stephon Diggs, Buffalo, but you should trade him to Philadelphia immediately and get that cancer out of your locker room. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Got him. Got him. All right, my last dud is Curtie Coops. Kurt coupons himself. Three picks in the first half. Is no bueno. The Trey Burke countdown has started. Kirk Cousins is dud.
2: Yep,
0: uh, my second dud is Romeo Crennel. Uh, if you are an interim coach, you just kick the extra point. You just, you know, make the other team go for two. You don't, yeah, you don't go for two when you're already up by seven to try to ice. You just, just kick the extra point. Just. Just through the uprights, just tap it in. And he tried to get fancy, and maybe he tried to get a job, even though he would be the oldest head coach in the league, and he's a morbidly obese man. But you just tap it in. (laughs) Just like Romeo. I understand at one point you were the coach to the Chiefs. You're not anymore. It's a different, morbidly obese man. His name is Andy, uh, which is a name that some adults might want to be called. And, uh, yeah, that was dumb and then the titans came right back down. They didn't need to go for two, they kick it through. They went in overtime obviously. And uh and that's why Romeo is not good at that thing. You want to go ahead and send us in? It's a segment and I know what the sound is like.
1: Please, a week. Having a good Please,
0: week. Never a-
1: Plays of the Week for Week 6 Brought to you in part by Elijah's Nostrils For more information, visit Nostrils.com. Elijah, Plays of the Week
0: uh, the, the New York Jets have a long history of things happening with butts So, <laughs> uh, whether it be Mark Sanchez and his butt fumble Or this week uh With the buttception uh it was nice to see uh the jets uh i'm not gonna make lewd jokes so it's it was <laughs> nice to see that the jets kinda came from behind and uh uh they were able ah. to turn around their uh history of derrier related problems and they intercepted something with their butt. I don't even know who did it. Literally, no idea who the guy's name is. But it was the buttception, and that was the play of the week.
2: Yeah, I mean they really were able to, uh, you know, turn the other cheek on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of interceptions with your limbs, uh, I'm gonna go on my play with play of the week. This week was the interception by AJ Terrell on Kirk Cousins, where it hits his hands, flops up in the air, and then he. Magically catches it with his knees and bobbles it with his legs, but still maintains possession. Uh, Great focus by the rookie that I said they
1: shouldn't draft. So this one's on me, guys. (laughs) You got you. My play of the week came from Monday Night Football. I don't know if you guys watched that Cardinals Cowboys game, but early in that game, Kyler was trying to hit Andy Isabella deep. He had him twice. And once Isabella looked the wrong way. The second time he didn't run to his route point on the hash. That was on the receiver. So instead, later on in the game, Kyler said, screw this. I'm going to Christian Kirk. And by the way, Christian Kirk is fast. He is bad fast.
2: Kyler Murray's fast too.
0: He is. Andy Isabella's um, is fast too, but he's not good.
1: Kirk Cousins. I mean, Kirk Cousins. Christian I'll trade Kirk. You Kirk's, Yeah. Come yeah, no. Arizona.
2: Let's trade <laughs> Kirk's.
1: <laughs> nope. Not happening. Kyler Murray hits uh, Christian Kirk in stride, and he, like... Fingertip catch. <laughs> like, when you're running track and you, like, do that lunge thing at the finish line, yeah. he just, like, lunges his, like, extension out, and it just somehow sticks to his fingertips, and he stays in stride for an 80-yard touchdown. It happened so fast. It almost looked like it was in fast forward. Like I thought maybe my internet like froze for a second and it, it was catching up. It was incredible. That was a cool play. And it was against the Cowboys. Play of the
2: week. Yeah, put you up three touchdowns. And I saw that play happen. I like literally saw him reach out for the ball. And I was like, there's no way he stays on his feet. And then he did. And He was still faster than the guy chasing
1: him. And I love that uh Louis Riddick made some comment about How he, uh, it was like a perfect throw. And I was like, he barely, (laughs) barely (laughs) hauled that in. He overthrew him a little bit. The receiver made a good play. All right, let's move on to week seven of the NFL. We only got two games to preview this week because the Minnesota Vikings are on a bye week. So Steve is going to sit this one out on the old porcelain throne. But, Elijah, we got some games this week. Let's start in Philadelphia as the Eagles host the New York football Giants. Thursday night football this week is actually worth watching for me. Battle of two one-win teams. And the worst part is the Giants are 1-5. The Eagles are 1-4-1. and one, And either team can still win the division.
0: Not only can win the division, like... Easily can win the division
1: It's gonna be awesome when the Eagles host like the Seahawks or the Bears or somebody at like six ten and one or five ten and one or whatever
0: It's getting more and more like so I remember a few years back when it was the Seahawks and they hosted yep. someone at seven and nine. It's
1: gonna be worse than that it's well, you know I'm gonna give the Eagles a little bit. Of a boost here. Because if they can get, you know, seven, eight wins, you know, salvage the year, by playoff time, they should have a majority of their starting offensive line back. And one thing I'm going to throw in here is uh, the left tackle, Andre Dillard, is out for the year, so he can't come back. But if Jason Peters can come back, I don't put him in. Because Jordan Mailata... The Australian rugby football player is a bad motherfucker. I'm going to send you guys a clip. Remind me after we start stop recording because it'll take me too long to find it of a particular run, bo- uh, run block play. It's actually the play that Carson fumbled on. There's a specific camera angle that somebody's got going around on Twitter where he- Mylata just murders this guy and then the guy tries to get up and it's like, in a superhero movie where, you know, a guy uses his power and just fucking guy goes flying across the screen. It literally looks like that. It's incredible. My point being, Jordan Mailata should stay the left tackle. And if he continues to play as well as he is now, maybe you look to trade Andre Dillard next year. The former first round pick. Maybe the Texans will take him. They, uh, they don't him have so any draft bad. picks. That's all right. Let's get a couple of ukuleles for him. Anyways, Thursday Night Football is going to be the Eagles hosting the Giants, and I am going to set the over-under at three memes that Joe Judge produces during this game. (laughs) It's going to be a fun one with no Miles Sanders, no Ertz. Doubtful that Goddard comes back. They're going to have to sign a tight end or six off the practice squad. So, you know, Carson and the kids, here we go. You got Boston Boston Scott, Corey Clement, and Jason Hundley. Tell me you've heard of those guys. I've heard of two of them. So, it should be fun. Carson's probably going to have to throw the ball 60 times because they they won't be able to run. And the Giants stink, so they should win this, right?
2: (laughs) Hey, the Giants just got their first win of
1: the season. I know, I was so pissed. Washington is another team that's not trying to fucking win any games. Because if you wanted to beat the Giants, it was there. you take Kyle Allen, and you shove him onto the fucking bench where he belongs, and you play Alex Smith. That's how you win games. They're not trying to win games. They ruined my Giants' winless season. Fuck them. (laughs) They were bound to win one eventually. God damn it. Elijah. Also upset. Patriots are going to play the Niners. Jimmy G is coming to Foxborough.
0: Yeah, he is. And uh, I have a a lot of feelings about it. Um, Most of them bad. (laughs) Because the Patriots, uh, what's the word? Uh, To quote Trent Dilfer, I don't know, 13 years ago, they're not good anymore. Like
2: 13 years ago, was it?
0: Shut up. Yeah, no, it was 2014. I this think. week
2: did feel like the we're on the Cincinnati week though, the way they played. Oh, it was rough. <laughs> oh, it was bad. So to me,
0: the Patriots probably bounce back and they probably beat the San Francisco 1849ers handily. But also we're in uncharted territories. Like this is this is new
2: and I don't care for it. Like uh I don't know if you've heard this before, but we're in unprecedented times. Listen, I have heard it.
0: Uh <laughs> today My son goes, and he's six, seven. He goes, Hey, dad, who'd you vote for? And I was like, This is this, you're seven. This is not what we're doing. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure that me and everyone that you've talked to that about agree, but you're seven. We're not talking about this. And he's like, Did you vote for Susan Collins? And I was like, Nope, nope, we're not doing this. So I have (laughs) no idea how I got here. All right, let me rewind. (laughs) Literally, not a clue. Oh, Steve said something about unprecedented times. Okay, so the Patriots, are, are, they have a losing record. So looking at their schedule, and it's silly to say it's a must-win game this early in the year, but it's a must-win game because they have the Bills and then they have the Ravens coming up. So if they don't beat the 49ers this week, they are 2-4 and four, and they've got the... Uh, I think they have the Jets in between, but they've got Bills, Jets, and Ravens. So then you're looking at like three and more losses than three and that's bad and you probably don't come back from that so if you're gonna catch the bills and i know there's an extra wild card spot this year but is that your goal maybe it is i don't know 2020 fucking sucks maybe your goal is to go to the wild card and lose and that's fine for 2020 like who cares i don't even know anymore i literally lost track two minutes ago and just kept
2: talking (laughs) (laughs) all right it's gonna be, uh, yeah, it'll it's, be gonna fun be to, it's gonna be a It's gonna be hell
0: of a pickup show in twenty it, it's, minutes it's, from now.
2: It's real, uh, really sad for me that Jimmy Garoppolo coming back to play in Foxborough for another team, and nobody can go watch it live anyway. Because this would have been the, if I was a Patriots fan, like this would have been the game this year that I was buying tickets to. I'd be like, yeah, I'm gonna go fucking watch that game. Or really? You oh, didn't boy, want to I watch the Patriots-Jets game this year? <laughs> Neither one of them.
1: All right, that's going to do it. Episode 117 of the Joint Practices Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. As always, don't be racist. Don't stop talking about racism. And use your voice if you can. You can. That's my point. You can. So talk about it with your friends, your family, your children, whoever. And just uh, be kind to each other, you know? And anyone listening can be on our show (coughs) as well, please. We have an episode of our show called 7 on 7. More of a series, not an episode, I guess. (laughs) Anyways, the point of our show is to bring you, the listener, the fan, on to talk with us about your team. Doesn't matter what team it is. Come on. It's been quite a while since we've had a brand new 7 on 7 I'd like to do more. So come on and do a 7-on-7 seven seven with us. You can hit us up, jointpracticepod at gmail.com. And now it's on Instagram at jointpractice.com. I thought you were going to do a prices
2: Right thing right there. <laughs> it's kind of disappointed the way it turned out. Uh, and whether you're listening on Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, or Blueberry, you know what to do. You subscribe. Go ahead. Five-star rating. That's the way to go. And then write a nice little reveal. We'd really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, because also, we haven't had a review in one year. Also, I had a... Elijah.
2: Why, I, I had a why dream. Why did you say that out loud? Like, that's sad. I had a dream the other night that I went to go <laughs> look for our podcast, an Apple podcast, and like none of the episodes had uploaded. And I was like, what the hell's going on? It's weird. Well,
0: I was just blamed for no reviews, so I guess I'll talk about... Fucking social media, now. All right. uh, you could also send us a tweet or a review at Joy and Practice Pod. Nope, that's not right. At Joy Practices. At Eleven to Go. At The knock says At Rung Elijah, which I think I might change. Send us a tweet with the hashtag We're Losers, because that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, let us know you're listening. We would love to hear from you, and if. Someone doesn't leave a review before next week, then that'll be sad.
1: All right, pack it in. Let me begin. Eat some chicken. I heard that's a sin. <laughs> I don't remember the words of that song. <coughs> fly goes fly. School of Vikings. Go Patriots or whatever. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I could ride a horse. I don't get it. <laughs> Porcelain's going to be singing, boys.